0: There are so many things that you could talk about just from this short gospel, but there are two that I want to focus on, authority and demons. I'll start with authority. How do you get authority? Well, there are varieties of ways. You can be elected into a position of authority. You can be appointed into a position of authority. You can, in some circumstances, seize authority, and in others, you can inherit authority. Yet here we are with this gospel story where they say that Jesus spoke as one who had authority, and yet he was not elected, he was not appointed, he certainly didn't seize authority, And while we might believe that he inherited authority, being the son of God, those who are listening to him don't know that. So what is it that makes them say, this man speaks with authority? I have no doubt that part of it was his commanding presence as he stood in the synagogue, but I think what was really key is that he was in the synagogue where the scriptures are read week by week, just as they are here. And he spoke as one who fully believed to what was read. And then even more, he embodied the promises that those scriptures contain. Those scriptures come with the promise and the assurance that all are valued by God. That, in fact, God has a particular focus on those who the world too often diminishes or dismisses. And when I say he embodied that, that's obviously the story of him casting out the demon. Because the demon cries out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? To which the answer is yes, Jesus has come to destroy the demonic possession of that man. And that's the fulfillment of God's promise that we will be set free even if we are people who have been utterly dismissed by those around us. He spoke and acted with authority. And that gets me to demons. Someone much wiser than I has said, that we live in a demon-haunted world. That may sound very strange to our 21st century ears. We think of demons and the belief in the demonic as irrational, or even pre-rational. But the truth is, the demonic is anything that seeks to pull us away from the realm and will of God. And I think we actually know something about demons. I think there are personal demons, for example. I think most of us, if we're Christians, have made a commitment, maybe hesitantly, maybe not, to invite Jesus into our lives. But I think most of us have at least one area that we keep walled off, that we keep separated from God. You know, we are just delighted to have God in charge of our lives, but not if God and Jesus is going to start messing around with how I make or spend my money. Not if Jesus is going to start messing around with how I use or abuse alcohol. Not if Jesus is going to start messing around with the ways in which I live out my personal relationships. Some of us have some areas we don't want Jesus to touch because we know when Jesus gets in, other things are going to have to go out. There's that kind of personal. There's also the kind of personal demons that maybe have happened because of our experiences in life where we think Jesus is welcome in my life, but I actually don't believe that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves other people. But somehow, I've concluded that I'm not worthy of love or respect." That's another demonic voice that we hear. But demons aren't just personal, they're also communal. Jesus came for the sake of the world. And while we may love to think of Jesus, even if it's not really our Episcopal language, as our personal Savior, We need Jesus and want Jesus, we say, to transform everything until the world is filled with the glory of God. So what are some places where the demons seem to have some sway? Places that in the world we think, great to have Jesus, but not here. Maybe it, in fact, has to do with the economy. Surely, how the economy works is not Jesus' concern. Unless it is. Surely the way we do business is not Jesus' concern. After all, if what we're doing is legal, do we really need to get into a whole conversation about morality and ethics? And if, for example, the invisible hand of the market tends to put a thumb a little heavily on the scales in favor of the rich, that's just the way the world works. But just the way the world works is actually, I think, one of the demon's favorite phrases. That's just the way it is. But if we actually think Jesus is meant to be Lord of all, and if, as we see in the promises of scripture, that Jesus enacts over and over and over again in healing and forgiving and welcoming, if we know that God is about looking after those who are dismissed or diminished, then the demons need to be challenged wherever it is that we find them. That's why they knew he spoke with authority. And so the question comes to us, are we willing to really let Jesus fully in Are we willing to really call upon Jesus' power, not just to take down the walls that surround some areas in our own lives, but also to take on those things in our world where we have walled off Jesus? And if you're wondering besides what I just named, where you might look, consider any of the isms, racism, sexism, fascism, ageism, they all rely on the demons having their way. In just a few weeks, we will find ourselves in Lent, and that's a good time for us to take a look at ourselves and where we are demon-haunted. It's also a good time for us to look at our world and decide how we want to call Jesus in how we want to act in concert with Jesus, or face the fact that our first instinct is to let things be and keep the demons comfy. That's not what we're meant to be about. The truth is that following Jesus is hard. It's really hard. The truth is also that Jesus, who acted with authority, made those who had been appointed to it or inherited it or seized it in his day furious. So furious that they decided they needed to kill him. But then God already had decided that death, the most, the most demonic of forces, would not hold sway. That's why we have Easter. So following Jesus is hard. It will lead us into danger and it may lead us to tears. But I am convinced that following Jesus is the only way that all of us, all of us can come through that veil of tears and into the realm of joy and delight And that that is what God wants and why God uses his authority. May we use ours. Amen.